podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Uh, all right, explain explain this helmet to me. So, how much did it cost in Australia in dollary dues? Have you tried uh, to put it on? Three hundred twelve dollars or God. I'm sure the uh, it'll appreciate in value over time. Surely, well, it's going to be the last race helmet he's ever. You ever <laughs> oh, it's got when, straps in it. You when we it get on. Danny Rick on this podcast, we're like, mate, you owe me a beer for that, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Uh, yeah, all right. It'd work if your head was tiny. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So, what yeah, are you going to do with cool. it? What are you going to do with it? Put it on a shelf. No, I've got it in front of all my other like cool things. The only like cool, <laughs> the only cool shit I own is I have. What are those little stupid dolls with like big heads? Those character things? Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking Vinyl about. Vinyl pop. Yeah, yeah something I've like got that, two yeah. Lemmy Kilmister ones, <laughs> and they're in front of me TV. Because Lemmy, <laughs> Lemmy's a god. So, so they're the only two cool things you own? Those. Did well, I only bought them because like, I was like, Lemmy's rad. I couldn't. That's hilarious. Lemmy's cool, isn't he, Zeke? Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah, it's even got his mole on one of them. It's all. <laughs> Rest in peace, good sir. He's not listening to this podcast. <laughs> Where did you have to go to buy that, might I ask? JB. It was JB. You didn't have to venture into like a game store or an EB or something. Oh, that would have been Please. fun. To, on, you in there would be funny. Yeah, it's about as good as pop culture I get, I think. Yeah. Pop culture. Is that, all the, is that all it is? Yeah. Yeah. You're spot on. You can't even <laughs> poke fun at you. I don't know. It's so unusual. Drawing a blank, you can't pick on your so unusual. Sorry, mate. Should watch that documentary on YouTube. It's awesome. Which one? The one on Lemmy. I love that you say you should watch that one. Like we were talking <laughs> about that with context. <laughs> Great documentary. Very good. <laughs> so you're recording. Which? So what were you talking about on your episode when you uh, pressed pause and then came here? Oh, we were just banging on about the balls and then finished that up. But we went a little overtime and then uh, it's like, oh shit, I got to hit the road. But uh, oh good, I forgot what happened in the race this morning. Everyone did except for the last three laps. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't miss much. No, yeah, yeah. How are the Bulls going this year? What are they? Uh, a bit mid, mate. They're a bit mid. What are but, they two uh, and three at the moment? Three and four, I think. Yeah, three and four. Better than the Lakers. Yeah, that's not, that ain't hard. Well, I was literally watching that on the train here, and they are about to get their first win, it looks like. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. To the Nuggets, which is odd. Yeah, right. Yeah. They could still shit the bed this three minutes to go. <laughs> <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon Simmons will be solid by mid-year. You are wrong. Is that the take? Yeah, I'm hopeful. Yeah, so am I. Yeah, hopefully, but uh, nah. I don't know, mate. Hopefully, but uh, I don't know if that's going to be the no. case. Do you watch much basketball? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. In this century or in the previous <laughs> one? <laughs> just 90s. Just, exactly. Just the previous one. <laughs> it's exclusively Michael Jordan. Game was way better back then. Was it? Yeah. What's happened to it now? Soft. Oh, well, should, well, if that's the case, like, shouldn't you be like just re-watching Formula One from like nineteen nineties, yeah. like reruns, Back and not not be interested in the sport? Like, do on F one TV. <laughs> it's the only thing you can oh, do on F one TV here. Yeah. I was gutted they charged me again. <laughs> oh, no, I was like, no. You forgot to cancel your subscription. <laughs> yeah. Well, the good news is at least it's happening next year within Ko. You can actually access F one TV, and yeah. you can boot. It's like an add on, right? Or something. No, it's all part of it. Like you don't have to pay anything extra; it just will Thank exist. God. And it means you can you can choose between Buxton or Crofty for your commentary oh, needs. At least something different. Like yeah. if you're having a, a woeful Crofty day, at least you can flick the switch. It's true, and see if it's better. It might not be, but it's not always Buxton <laughs> as well. To be fair, sometimes okay. like yeah. um, Mini Brundle gets on there as well. Alex Brundle. 
Well, like I really like NBA stuff. You can go through and there's a thousand feeds you can pick from. You can yeah. pick like the home team, the away team, all the different languages. The they Spanish have Spanish language, yeah. They have heaps of different stuff all for the same feed. It's really I don't know, interesting that you can just switch it up. So if you if you want to have some home team bias, Ooh. aka Sky F1, <laughs> you can listen to that. I was kind of hopeful it would be with his own thing though, because I kind of wanted to punt Ko, given how much they charge. It's oh, true. it's ridiculous! But now I kind of have to keep it, I guess. So. Well, because you'd have League Pass, right? Yeah, I got League Pass, yeah. but like I got Ko pretty much exclusively for, for F1. F1. Yeah, because yeah. you don't watch NBA on it because it's useless. No yeah, one's watching supercars on it either. No, nah. apart from one person in that Discord. <laughs> Oh, I, watched, I watched Bathurst on I, it, to be yeah, honest. I actually watched the Gold Coast race until they all piled into each other. I was like, that's that's good. Okay, that's that's enough of that for the year. Do I get access to it with Foxtel as well? Or is it just You're the only person still in Australia with Foxtel, my guy. Oh, I've got it for Deadliest Catch. I fucking love those things. <laughs> what? I love commercial fishing TV shows. <laughs> that is the most you thing <laughs> I've ever heard. And I love those like... American Pickers shows as well. Oh, yeah. You would so too. You can. You do know you can get binge and just watch that stuff. I was just no, going to say, not. isn't that like Seven Mate or something like yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> it's old. It's old episodes, Mark. He wants the brand new stuff. Yeah. He needs you, to know which Fox which fishing running boat these days? is like eighty ahead. bucks a month or something. No, it's not too bad. I think it's about forty five or something. Oh, so I've got the sports package with lot Discovery Channel. <laughs> I don't think I've ever like. I can understand someone off. like. Getting Fox for the movies or the music uh, or the sport, but yeah. Deadliest Catch. Deadliest Catch. I've never heard a human say that before. A human? Plenty of squids. No humans. I just love commercial fishing shows. I don't know why. All right. Well, look, oh, the good enough. news is, is this episode is not sponsored by Deadliest Catch or anything to do with the Discovery Channel. <laughs> But if you are, if you work for the Discovery Channel and you want an Australian person, you're probably the only person in this country that watches it exclusively. <laughs> mm. Here he is. No, mate. It's good. Oh, that's me. Unbelievable. Mm. Uh, right. Okay. Well, look, I guess we're here to talk about Formula One. Um, in the room, you may have noticed we have a, a good friend. We've got a shit friend sitting in the corner behind the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, exclusively basketball content down this end of the room. Yeah. We have Tommy T here, of course. Mark K is joining us. Um, who is an absolute legend in the basketball podcasting space? And Zeke is wearing his uh, what? What hat have you got on, Ezekiel? Without a microphone, just shout it. It's not basketball. PSG. PSG. Great. Yeah. Nice. Doesn't jump in there. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not a basketball team though. No. It, well, obvi- what? Paris is not a basketball team. Thank you so much. Could be. Anyway, uh, Mexican Grand Prix, hooray! That's very exciting. Thomas J. Camp, you are joining us as well. What was the? Did you watch it live? Do you? I oh, did. I watched it live. Yeah, I fell asleep once, so I missed the first. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's seven o'clock. Were you usually supposed to be on? at work while you were asleep? <laughs> well, look, I sleep terribly as it is, so I watched it in bed. And if I do anything in bed, I just fall asleep. Fair point. Just, so I should have got up, but I watched it on the laptop. But fell asleep once, so I missed about six laps between about lap. Eight and fourteen, so oh, that was crucial. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> critical laps, you fool. Yeah. yeah, what a snore fest it was. It was a bit of a shame, except for the last twenty-five laps, that was great. It was great. Let's talk a little bit about the news stuff before we get into it. I'm already bored with the thought process before I even left my mouth. Cost cap. Let's very briefly talk about it. Ugh. 
Seven million dollar dues. Uh, I imagine it's US dollars. It was talked about all like pounds. This is how much they were spent, and there was like seven million dollars. Well, hang on, you wouldn't want to convert it at this rate. Yeah. It's useless <laughs> right now. Well, if it's in Australian, yeah, yeah if it's in New Zealand dollars, yeah, that's <laughs> key, about six key euros. Information, which currency are we paying in? Pesos, please. Uh, Mark, you <laughs> haven't said anything about this yet because you haven't been on the podcast. What no. do you think? Do you think the punishment fits the crime? Uh, who, who the hell knows? To be honest with you, like I mean, the seven thousand or seven million dollar. Fine. I was going to say pound fine, but it might be AUD, maybe USD. That's probably nothing to Red Bull. It's probably just like, what are the implications of the aero stuff? But I guess we can't answer that until we know next season, if it'll have any implication at all, because they're dominating the, by a million miles at this point. So I have no idea, to be honest with you. I don't know if we will have an, a good idea until we get to next season. Yeah. yeah. It seems like the aero stuff's not going to come to fruition until two years from now anyway, because... They're already going to be at deficit because of winning the championship. They're yeah. plus this percentage, but they've already started doing a lot of error for next season mm. already. So it's going to be a follow on for the following season. It's just, F1 doesn't work in these calendar years very nicely. It's always rolling constantly into development for the future years. So talk to me. It was a $7 million fine, right? Yeah, yeah. which and exists outside the budget cap. So yeah. the business of Red Bull has to pay within 30 days. <laughs> Yeah, it's a huge amount of money for them. Seven million dollars to the FIA directly. So well, nothing. I imagine Ben's Change. got you know buying himself a Ferrari with that. And it was a one point seven million dollar overspend. Uh, it was they said percentage wise. I think they said yeah, like yeah, point zero three. Something. Which is what was in the the five percent allowance that the teams talked about and decided on previously. Anyway, so they're getting fined for something that they didn't really do wrong. Sounds like a miscategorization. They categorize mm. it as something else. Well, I understand there was there was spare parts that they had on the shelf that was included in stock which was made previously which then there was a technical uh, there was a directive passed in October or November of last year which then that's what caused them. There was a reallocation mm. of those funds and what they're actually worth, which caused them to be... Because well, if I had spare parts, I'd say they're a $1 for all of this. <laughs> so look, it, just, <laughs> it cost me a dollar. It's just all made-up bullshit, isn't it? So Yeah, no, zero surprises there. Yeah, uh, yeah already bought about it. Um, and I think Aston Martin got like a $400,000 fine. Mm. Great for procedural stuff. Uh, let's talk about some exciting stuff. Jack Doohan. In an Alpine FP1, he did about four laps before it blew up, uh, and then Fernando did about all of the race before his blew up. Uh, it's pretty disappointing, but I was sorry. No, I was going to say was, it's good news. I was shocked how off the pace all of the FP1 drivers that got drives in there were. They were all three to four seconds off the pace. Jack may have done better if his car didn't blow up, but <laughs> still on the time show, he's done look real good. Also, very interestingly, so we spoke last week about Logan Sargent getting towards needing uh, a couple more super license points. From what I understand, he didn't actually complete 100 kilometers of... Loser. So he didn't. He doesn't get a, a point <laughs> for his FP1 outing. I think he did... He had one job, mate. 97 <laughs> kilometers Literally. out of 100 before the flag went. Two more so. laps, mate. Just, just to I be feel sure. like it's probably not his fault specifically. I feel like that's Williams But that is so dumb. That is so dumb to stuff up when that, when that point is so crucial for him being able to get a drive. And they've already said they don't have a second option. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. just more pressure. It's like unnecessary yeah. pressure for it. Well, I was just gonna like, why announce it? Like, I get you're in the American GP yeah. last week, so maybe that's why they wanted to announce it last week. But if, if it's so conditional about his results, like, why announce it now? Are they just trying to lean on the powers that be, maybe? And well, there's no backup the plan. Scale. And then they got asked again. They're like, "What's your backup plan? We don't have one. He's just gonna win. Is it? <laughs> well, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna imagine it's gonna happen, and then it's gonna happen. What we also know is that the FIA and F1 has been really stringent on. Uh, super license points. Look Indeed. at uh, McLaren and them trying to get Colton Herder and Palau in and stuff. Well, 
they were really aggressive about the way they went about it. So they're going to have to hold the same line for Sergeant, even though he's got a contract and he's signed. So, oh, well, hopefully he gets but, it. So but who knows? Week. Jack Dewan might end up in a Williams seat if he Legit, gets a super licence points and, yeah. and he doesn't. Then Jack might have a free year in a Williams. Also, can I just point out, I bloody love that Mick Dewan is like, I do not care about my motorcycle riding. I am Jack Dewan's dad. Put it on the bottom of my thing. Yeah. And that's it. It's like Mick Dewan, Jack Dewan's dad, every time it comes up in interviews. How good is that? The best. He's he doesn't care. Exa- it's, he's there for Jack. Yeah. He's not there for himself. Because it could so easily slip into like, oh, tell us about this. Then you're forgetting about the son, which is mm-hmm. what we complained a lot about with uh, Mick. And everyone just wanted to talk about your dad's so good. And would you think your dad would be proud and all this kind of stuff. He's like... I'm here racing. I just want to talk about that. Can we not talk about yeah. everything else? Just the distraction. So good from Mick straight up. It's like, yeah. no, nah, I'm just here. That's my son. I'm a, da- a proud dad just walking around. And he's probably feeling a bit carefree now because he's used to being in paddocks, suited up, high pressure kind of stuff. Now he gets to watch. Yeah. It's, we just get good dad content. Sergio's dad. Yeah. <laughs> Max's dad, who left him at a, a petrol station that no one's forgiven him so. for. <laughs> Thanks, Yost. And now Mick just smiling. I, I would imagine, though, that... Earlier on in Jack's life, there would have been a hell of a lot of pressure in the Dewan household because, you know, high-performing athletes, not perceived or otherwise, actually put on. But um, Michael Italiano has been training with Jack as well uh, and uh, not one-on-one, although if Jack ends up in the paddock next year, it'll be one-on-one. So Italiano <laughs> will still be in Formula One, even if Danny Rick is not, uh, which will be interesting. But do we need to add a name to our T-shirt? Gym? Yeah, we do. Well, I mean, we just, maybe we could just put Italiano. Two, just two up here in Jack Squared. We're going to go back to the top again and it just yeah, const- yeah. constantly does that. Um, we'll get a marker out actually later and put it two above it. But thank you. It's a good merch. Mm. Shout out to people who have bought this, which is not you. <laughs> bought your own merch. Well, been given your own merch. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got a cup. I've got, got a, you got a cup. Got an Where's Oz- my cup, I've by the way? I didn't give it to you once. I've got an Oz F1 I'm cup. with it. No, you've got a Lakeside. Lakeside Drive, oh, yeah, because he got it made before we changed the name without telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I launched into it. Yeah. This is how we've changed the name of the podcast. <laughs> did it soften the blow? Look, I didn't really care anyway. <laughs> what worried. did you think of our name change between Oz F1 to Lakeside Drive? To be honest with you, now that you're mentioning it, I completely forgot about Oz F1 oh. being Great, we'll edit that out. <laughs> Done. No, but Cut that out. Seamless. Do you have any old Oz F1 merch lying around? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we've got some hoodies, I think. Oh, yeah, there you yeah. go. Uh, in fact, our opening credits, which we still haven't updated, which we need to update on YouTube, because yeah. um, it's only since the three of us and not Freya, and Freya's a massive part of this show now. Who? Who? <laughs> um, <laughs> exclusively, if you're in Australia, you get to be in the credits. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, that's we're, kind we're of all wearing Oz F1 merch, not um, Lakeside Drive merch. Anyway, so it's we'll true. update that at some point mm. between now and the new regulations in 2026. <laughs> Uh, one more thing about merch before we uh, go into Discord comment of the week. Um, Sebastian Vettel's tribute helmet to DD. Bloody awesome, Mark. What did you think? Throwing it right back and Aston let him do it. Yeah, it was good of him to actually let him do it. I suppose like they probably wouldn't say no in this instance. But yeah, it was nice seeing Seb. It's just... It's funny that we've come to this point with Seb. Like, I probably would have hated Seb wearing when he was last wearing this helmet. But now, yep. Seb wearing this helmet, like, a couple more races to go, I was like, yeah, wear that helmet. I kind of want him to finish with the season with that helmet. Agreed. Just do it the whole year. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, the transformation of Seb is unreal from all of us in this room definitely <laughs> yeah. not liking that person when uh-huh. he was in a Red Bull, dominating Weber, and then Daniel eventually coming into that seat as well. We were just he was the bad guy in that team yeah. where where our guys were. And now full circle he's like one of our favourites. 
Wouldn't go with favourite, but <laughs> <laughs> I hated Loves it back I've said it before, but I hated Germany in that stage. <laughs> like, the whole of the Germany. Whole country. Germany. I could not care. If I'm out of Germany, I was like, fuck you. <laughs> so aggressive. <laughs> so aggressive for no reason. <laughs> it's like identical laugh, which is, which is great. And now it's time for the Discord comment of the week. Your time to shine, Ezekiel. <laughs> Every time, we love it. Uh, Discord comment of the week uh, goes to LBS uh, for this time. Uh, KD17 said, strategists trying to talk them into hards, probably, uh, about McLaren talking with Daniel. And LBS says, lol, quizzing the drivers. Daniel, if you had a set of mediums and had a, to another 45 laps with tyre deg of 5% a lap, how much deg would the second race have when you finish the race? The second set have when you finish the race. Uh, remember to show your work for full marks. Absolutely <laughs> outstanding. Content. So quizzing the driver. It was this in the McLaren app. If you've got it, it's sort of like there's this fifth driver, which is oh. admin, basically trying to explain some context as to the radio calls. Right. Um, and generally, it's it's about how can we stuff up Daniel's race. <laughs> Fair play to McLaren this time. They actually did it well. But you, they're quizzing the drivers was was my favourite part of of what that was all about. <laughs> Two seven six five. In case anyone wants to know his um, passcode, uh, you've actually got you've actually got the notes up on your phone. Yeah, amazing. It, worked, it, it was wasn't ever the issue. It was always the computer that was the issue. Your iPad. Oh. Your iPad. <laughs> it's a shame. Uh, Tommy T. Uh, before many people in the Discord questioned whether or not you actually watched any of the uh, broadcast because there were some brilliant moments. Did you watch any of the broadcast pre the race? Nope. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I watched, I did watch probably 15 minutes before and I saw the grid walk with Brundle. Yes. Useless. That is just useless content. I don't enjoy it. I get anxious watching him trying to get through traffic, <laughs> annoying people, people like, who the hell is this guy? He's poor cameraman, like running through stuff. I just don't think it's valuable. It's the same in the football when they do it with roaming Brian or whatever the hell that is. It's yeah. just you're getting a microphone thrown into people's faces. You don't really care. I, I prefer like the more like we flip between people once they've caught someone. I think is more interesting and engaging. Not just this chasing through people. He's like, try, who was he trying to talk to? Was it Gasly or someone? And then he's like, nah, oh, Mick. And then Mick was like, nah, I got to go. He's like, you got 30 seconds. He's like, <laughs> piss off. I got to go. I get fined for not being here for the uh, uh, anthem. I think it's just a weird... Use of time, but what else do you do? I guess he just rehashed the points that you've been going over. So I, I guess like it's it. interesting. I like it. It's good. I get anxious. You don't get anxiety over it? Nah. Yeah. I'm with you. I actually start to get anxiety for really? the quality yeah. product. Yeah. I'm like, this is not slick in any way. Yeah. Well, going back to the US GP, did you see how Brad Pitt ghosted uh, ghosted Brundle? I like to watch a video of it, which means that movie he's making has already failed. The internet already hates Did you not Brad listen Pitt. to Freya's podcast? I did actually, but all they did was talk about me for the first 20 minutes, so I'll turn it off. Right <laughs> Surely you got something better to talk about. Uh, no. <laughs> Take that as a compliment. Uh, Brad Pitt actually did apparently send a note to Brundle yeah. saying, uh, yeah, uh, sorry for ghosting you or whatever. Well, which... he, he has to try and get some public face back, doesn't he? Did you watch any of the broadcast, Mark? No, nah, the way I determine the way I watch it, like particularly like race day, is like after qualifying, they always preview what's coming up on the, the show yeah. the next day. Like, I don't really need to see Lewis and Mandela. I don't need to see Brundle these, in that old ass car. like staged pieces that are pretty yeah. shot and stuff. Yeah. 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 So I generally tune in maybe 10, 15 minutes before. But even today, I was like, 
nah, I'm not doing that. Let's just yeah. wake up as soon as the race is ready to go. I prefer to watch after. I watch after yes. qualifying, watch after the race, usually for yeah. those like, post-race kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we get relevant content then. Mm-hmm. Like Something to comment on. Daniel Rick on the Sky Sports stage. Yeah. And that was that helped a lot. Uh, he hasn't been up there all year. <laughs> so that's interesting in its first uh, said. But I really like Danica. She uh, she challenged PDR a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I was here for that because she, she'd be like, I actually don't agree with that, Paul. And he'd be like, well, and it's like, shut up, Paul DeResta. <laughs> She'd be faster than you in a Formula One car anyway. <laughs> oh, uh, please. Yep. <clears throat> please. Payday was good. No, Let's go down this Where, when was he good? He was good. When was he good? When, when is he good and Gasly is shit? Please, in when what PDA universe? Back in years Gasly. later. For Gasly got spanked this weekend by his teammate. What, when, by finishing 11th and, and his teammate getting DNF'd? Yeah, it was about 12 <laughs> getting seconds. Getting Ricardo's. Yeah. <laughs> that was Yuki's fault, but Yuki was in front of him by about 12 seconds at that point. Well, so. let's let's find out I, some more. I do have one note. Oh My, my only note God. was the lack of flyover, but we did have some kind of... I don't know what you'd call it, like a kite kind of mechanical kite thing bird <laughs> I saw that. floating. I was like, oh, we got a. I think it was a human in there, maybe. Really? But was there was supposed no to be there, flower. or was it just? I have no idea. It looked like <laughs> separate. It looked like that Birdman event they do on the Yarrow, where you got to try and run and jump as far as you can. And someone someone was, succeeded so well, they're actually flying over yeah, Mexico currently from the kite last one, flying over the grid, and I was like. It's pretty tacky. And then only one side of the grid had fireworks, not both. It's kind of uh, lame. Well, We've just been to Coda, which the whole thing was fireworks, oh, basically. Yeah. Got to step it up, Mexico. America. Give me your score. Also, give me a Tommy T score out of 10. I did like the Mexican version of the theme. Yeah. Has to, yes, good. outstanding content. That was really good. Good. That. The, the I best. think hey. the only place we do it is Mexico. I really don't want to hear a German version. Or <laughs> You don't want Umpa well, I mean, it's the same thing, right? Wasn't <laughs> well, it? There's no German race, yeah. so whenever, when, and there's no German race ever again. What would the Australian <laughs> version on, be? Sorry, it's the same thing as a mariachi band. Umpa no, music. as in like the original. <laughs> you <How> day. <laughs> yeah, dickhead. What would the Australian version be? Ezekiel Fenn, a chief musician here. Of the F1 theme. Angus Young on an SG, just doing yeah. his thing. Yeah. The terrible ACDC riff. <laughs> How I, dare you talk about the darkness like that? <laughs> How good was the crowd, quickly? Yeah. Oh, outstanding. Uh, Excellent. Outstanding well, they were standing, crowd. actually, up and down. So yeah. many squats if I you're reckon, a Mexican fan. I reckon fan. they're better than the Dutchies. Oh, easily. Whoa. Yep. Yeah. Easily. Well, no one there. Yeah. Because they, they don't have to rely on throwing few, at flares was, at people to have a good time. There's actually a few. That's just like a commitment too. from my end. Like throw flares and wear orange. <laughs> Be committed. <laughs> if you're gonna do something, do it properly, Mexico. Love that. <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, no, I think I, I liked Danica. I thought she was excellent, and all the quirky Mexican stuff was actually tasteful. I feel like a lot of the time that can go way over when we're just talking about tacos and bullshit. <laughs> Day of the Dead. Do you know what all I mean? Like it's just tacky. It's yeah. it's usually tacky, and that's just guys like lack of culture. I'm guessing. So what's your Tommy T score out of ten? Considering all that, I think seven. I love that you say considering all that. Like you process all of the data through your matrix of how the you scores watch, are right. Like my lowest like... scores are probably like a four and my max is like a seven. So it's we're really operating in a band of about three or four <laughs> points anyway. Not bad for a dude that watched 15 minutes of it. I watched yeah. the whole race. I just about got 15 minutes shit. of content out of that. So. That's, that's, a, that's actually worst. the longest yep. broadcast review you've done. It and is. I even moved on to a different segment and yeah. you kept going. Because well, you didn't let me make a point. We were talking about something... Irrelevant. He's hijacked it. He's taken over. Let me press I reckon end. I'm doing well. I'm having a good pod. I don't know about you guys, but I'm good. 
<laughs> I'm on air. You're on. <laughs> Keep going. I like it. Who's in the bin, Tommy? James lost it. Ah, Yuki Tsunoda, he's firmly in the bin. <laughs> Whatever happened to leaving the car's width? <laughs> <laughs> We can see where the impact was. Seinfeld set up. <laughs> we can see where the impact was. He was firmly in the right position to make that corner. Yuki, rookie. Rookie from him. All he the time, have left must some, leave a space. If, she, if you left a car with space, I don't think he was aware of Danny Brick putting it up there, but the way he cut him off, disgusting. I Shouldn't will... have even been a five-second penalty. Yeah. I know Danny Rick said, yeah, maybe five, but you're an idiot, mate. <laughs> so, we, are, we are biased as, as it gets here. That was... So, 1,000% Yuki's fault. So watching it in the lead-up, because I actually had showed the coverage. This is one thing that Sky actually did really well. We saw that battle from the straight, coming down the, the straight. And we got the overhead shot. And what we were seeing was every time Daniel was getting forced off, like Yuki was pushing him right to the edges. And he was having to pull out of moves. He wasn't letting him stay alongside. So by the time they got to that corner, I was like, I'd bloody be alongside you too and forcing you back off. Yeah. I was just as frustrated as Daniel would have been because yeah. Yuki was not giving him space to operate around the edges. So he found a spot to get inside. He was like, well, you can get stuffed. You just did the same thing to me for the last five corners. Thank so you, I Daniel. understand the frustration that Daniel was driving with maybe, which led him to stick it in that spot, maybe where he wasn't quite alongside. But I could understand because watching it, I was like, he's not giving him room. He's kind of right on the fringes of like not leaving enough gap. And then he wonders why Daniel makes a move like he did. Yeah. How did you see it, Mark? Well, I mean, not to go completely against the grain here on the uh, very pro DR podcast, but I thought it was completely his fault, whether it was 10 seconds, five seconds, whatever. But like, maybe it was just one of those things where he just hasn't been in a good racing position for so long that he just felt that urgency that I have to get past him now. Yeah. Because I've got like, I'm on the softs here. I can get make up, make up some good track position. So maybe that was the, the issue here, the fact that he's been so out of it that he forced the need to do something yeah. about it. But I don't know. He didn't need to make the pass then. No. He could no, have probably done, do, done it. I will like. say, I do think it was Daniel's fault. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it was, Dia, it was Dia's fault. But I understand the he frustration. Wasn't, but he yeah. wasn't actually, and he said this on the Sky, uh, in um, the Sky Chat afterwards, he actually wasn't overtaking at that point. He just was putting his car there to go, Hey, Yuki, to force him a little bit wide so he could get some traction out of the corner. And so, I asked the question, anyone else in Yuki's car, would they have noticed? Would they have given space? Would if they it was have Seb Vettel, the car? yes. Look at the Seb and Joe battle that happened. Exactly. Like, plenty of room left. Are you not listening to me, guys? This is, <laughs> Yuki's <laughs> in the bin for what happened. This is my segment. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right fair enough. <laughs> Uh, podcast penalties. Uh, Mark, have you got any podcast penalties for any of us or Freya from the last couple of episodes? Uh, well, I was, I was expecting you to put Gasly in the bin. And even like you put Yuki in the bin, I thought you were going to blame Gasly for maybe not mentoring <laughs> Yuki enough for that situation. It's Gasly's, probably his fault somehow. Gasly's done. Yeah. He's Gasly's still in the done. bin, right? Cemented. <laughs> I just wanted to use that sound effect. Okay. That's a throwback. Yeah, it's on the full one, which is this. <laughs> That's yeah, a podcast when... penalty. You and Freya for talking about me for 20 minutes here episode. It was yep. no good. Get better content. It was mostly <laughs> giving you penalties yeah. and saying you were wrong. Yeah, but I'm giving them penalties. Fair enough. I know. So there's no penalties. So there's penalties. It's just the human centipede of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> just endlessly podcast of podcast. The last episode of the year is just going to be the podcast episode. It's going to be two and a half hours of silence. There's not going to be anything else. And just occasionally there'll be like. <laughs> Just random scared SFX. to get penalised <laughs> by the next podcast. No, because it's just that we have to serve it all. We have to <laughs> put that on a T-shirt. I told you, I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
We have descended. We have descended so, so hard. Uh, okay, great. Well, uh, <laughs> that's not like you to be broken. Uh, you are on. I'm on. Told you. It's, uh, Mark, you're the magic source Ooh, to, to yeah. his... Uh, yeah, welcome back. Take it for you. Finally showed up. This probably not the best segue, but I'm going here anyway. Uh, good news, everybody, to do a few full... <laughs> Futurama, because exclusively... It's your only pop culture. It's the only pop culture reference that I have. Um, NordVPN is back sponsoring this podcast, which is very, very good. Um, And uh, look, here's the deal. You can get two years and four months free. I know you've taken up the offer. I've taken up the offer, which is very good. Uh, And we do this because we actually use it. Campy, why do you think having a VPN is a good thing? Well, uh, you get to hide all of your... uh all of your content and your metadata and your search history from dickheads like Tim Cook at Apple and all that who <laughs> sell it on the black market and whatever Google's doing over there, building some dodgy AI system. I don't like it, so I need my VPN to hide absolutely everything from them. And uh, you get access to good, you know, good commercial fisherman TV shows <laughs> if I was to illegally download them too. So love NordVPN. Who's your favourite in that Quality space? Quality pocket. I'll see you can answer that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. No, actually, no time to think about that answer at all. What's his boat called? The uh, Northwestern. Northwestern. I, to be fair, I remember watching a bit of Deadliest Catch back in the day. Some OG like series one stuff. What series are they up to now? It's like The Walking Dead. There's like 400 <laughs> series of it. Uh, Last 18, season of Walking 18. Dead. Oh, I mean that's good. That should have been the case probably six <laughs> or seven years ago. That's are you what? still watching it? I'm stu- too far in now. I've got to finish it. Are you really? You it's serious? like when Lost got that far. I was never a Lost person, but people were like, it sucks, but I've got to finish That's it, true. right? That's true. Actually, I was like that too. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly <laughs> no, what I mean. Yeah. Same and energy. It sucks. Okay, <laughs> wow. after two episodes. Oh, Mark is not happy with that. I'm, I'm a Lost fan. I'm an OG Lost fan. Like, that's... that's uh... I might I just, have to hand out some penalty points now. Oh. I wasn't going to before, but now you've gone there. It Damn. just took so long because they wrote and they were like, oh, this is never going to go anywhere. And it got successful. Like, oh. And then the writers had to write some content. It took them so long to then film and then release. Like two years between like season two and season three. It's too much of a gap. But the good thing about NordVPN is you can then go find out where it's streaming and change and your you location. The whole thing. You can say that you're in South Africa or the United States and find out if it's on a streaming service and you can just go watch it instead of having to wait for it to be on one of the ones in Australia. Yep, love it. If you want to watch Deadliest Catch, the whole thing, I have no idea where <laughs> it is, go and find it. But you can get nordvpn.com uh, forward slash Lakeside Drive. The link is in the description below. Get a special deal that is just on that link. All right, lads, let us go through a team-by-team analysis. Mark K, let's start with the very back of the pack. Haas this weekend. Uh, Mick Schumacher in 16th. Kevin Magnussen in 17th. Now, Mick is driving for his seat for next year. Didn't really see much of him this weekend, though, did we? I was going to say that. This was the interesting aspect of the broadcast, and we'll touch on it, obviously, later when we're talking about other teams. But like we weren't focusing on the front, but we were focusing very much on the mid-pack. Mm. And Haas were nowhere near that at all. So what happened to these guys? Who the hell knows? Because, one, we didn't see them on the broadcast. But more generally, coming back to Mick, like... No, I think he's kind of done, guys. Yeah. I, I don't think there's a much foreseeable future for this dude here, unfortunately, because these are the sorts of races he needs to put in a performance. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe a little bit better than K-Mag today, or on par, but realistically, he needed to be better than where he was. But it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> is there a Subaru that's just started outside? <laughs> Sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Super warm-up. Maybe that's oh. Mick out the back. <laughs> 
No, I think you're spot on. Like, yeah, they were nowhere, considering they actually seemed to have pace last week yeah. leading up. I yeah. think, is this just an altitude thing that's just kicked their car? Well, it's a Ferrari motor, I'd suggest. Although Bottas is the exception to the rule. Bottas, you know, made it work. So, uh, yeah, it's not good for Mick. I mean, Gunther's been pretty publicly scathing about <laughs> him, saying he's too expensive, he costs too much because he crushes the car. And they, I mean, he even sat out one of the races. Too it wasn't Gunther, it's Gene Haas who's been Sorry, saying that. Yeah, I mean... Um, but he sat out a race earlier in the year too, didn't he, to save the car? Yeah. It was one of the new... Before Australia, wasn't it? Was Jeddah. Yeah, mm, after yeah, that. Yeah, so... Cool, because he punted it into the wall, didn't well, he? Qualifying. Yeah. yeah. Three so cars they, in two races. So. Anyway, so look, there's some issues there, but I think he's done enough. Who else do they get? It's, Hulk is legitimate. Look, is a legitimate option it's right now. Easier to keep Mick Schumacher in the sport than get rid of him. He's a name. His dad was a god. Someone's got to throw him a bone because he's done enough. Look what he did. He won F two and won F three. He did everything right to get into the sport. And just we're judging him on being in a piece of shite Haas car, mm. you know. And he's done fairly well this second half of the year compared to Magnussen. So. I think he's done enough. Magnuson still takes the like takes the tick over the year, but hey, he's done all right. Yeah, well, mate, he finished ahead of Magnuson, and Haas were nowhere yep. all weekend. Very rarely saw them. Um, it's interesting, you know, talking about people like, oh yeah, but Dr should go to like teams like this, and you see results no, like this constantly no. towards the end of the year. It's too hard, you know. You can't get excited by that kind of stuff, and it's better to try for something for next year and not get it than have it a year next year where there's. Further disappointment when you're finishing 16th, 17th. Because, I mean, at least the McLaren has, like today, an opportunity to do something very occasionally. It doesn't seem mm. like the Haas does towards the end of the year. Let's talk about Aston Martin. Seb Vettel in his uh, tribute helmet, unfortunately, was not like the US Grand Prix at all, where they were on fire. They were down towards the back. Seb Vettel in 14th. Lance Stroll in 15th. Tommy T. And there was a bit of uh, contact with Gasly, mm. um, just trying to punt him out of the way. <laughs> Yeah, that was odd. I don't, I don't know why that happened. It seemed like they just didn't realize each other was there almost, or they just thought the other one would yield. I think Gasly just thought he would yield. Yeah, and, and he'd he be locked his didn't. front left, and yeah, <laughs> then he straight was the steering just to force him out wider. Yeah. Anyway, like, I mean, at that point, care. yeah, we're done. Yeah, well, Gasly can make those decisions now that he's moving on from that organization. So yes, he doesn't care if he creates more work for the team. He's just like, nah, well, we'll talk about him in a little bit. So. Yeah. Seb Vettel, though, for this weekend for you, Mark. I mean, this is he's getting into the very last of his races now. Yeah. There's only mm. Brazil and then Abu Dhabi to go. Two more of Seb Vettel in Formula One. It's a bit of a shame that he wasn't able to at least get into the points. Well, yeah, particularly after last week as well. Like, I, was, mm. I thought maybe Aston was starting to get, to get it together today. I mean, maybe it was similar to the Haas thing where maybe they're just not conducive to this circuit or whatever it was. But, like, we do have rare time with Seb now. and we, I don't want to see, like... The Aston just being crap like this. Yeah, I want to. I want them to at least be competitive like they were last week, or you know, like they've. I mean, Seb's when the car's been there, Seb's been there. Yeah. Well, for whatever reason, when the car ain't there, obviously there's not much you can do about it. So it's disappointing, given that we have a limited time left with Seb. That unfortunately we get a race like this where the Aston just isn't competitive. It's annoying. It is annoying, uh, and it's disappointing because yeah, he deserves more than that. Let's hope. I mean, Abu Dhabi. Oh, who knows with Aston Martin? They're so all over the place. It's yeah. like maybe it'll be good. Oh, who knows? It's hard to Probably even not. Because I remember back to like the the Renault when it was still Renault. That was like you could tell what tracks. Oh, yeah. that's going to be super around here because it's low drag and it'll be good on the straights. But it's really hard to pick. It's just like random almost. It seems with with this Aston that it just sometimes works at a random track. It's interesting. We'll talk about Williams now because sort of similar things. You would expect with that Mercedes power unit as well, and with you know a bit of cash behind them. 
Sidebar, they had like an epic party, Williams, at the US Grand Prix. They're like Robin Thicke and Shaggy and all these random, very specifically left field artists. Who? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it was just very certain. They were like, here's the budget. What era of artists can we yeah. get? Like, exclusively between 2004 and 2014, you can have any of these people from Think. Anyway, it's very bizarre. But Albon keeps getting 12th. This is the second week in a row that he's got 12th. Latifi constantly at the back. Like, what is the point in him even, even turning out anymore? Uh, it's a big shame for him to, you know, be as, as much as he's a goat uh, of the greatest of all time, yeah. probably like LeBron, um, <laughs> yeah, to be able to get through into the point of, I will hear, no, I've got the mute buttons, I'll hear nothing else from either of you about this Michael Jordan character. Michael B. Jordan doesn't even play basketball. Uh, but for, for Alex Albon, though, the blonde hair... Trying to change it up yep. doesn't seem to be changing it up. I think the car's useless at qualifying, though. They've mm. kind of they had this car when George was there last year that was really good at qualifying and crap during the race. This year it seems it's flipped because they qualified poorly and then he's climbed those places throughout the race. Yep. And I think this was tough because you were lapped so quickly as well, so you were getting hit with blue flags more often. And once you're lapped, it is really hard to kind of get back out of that kind of position you, your race is now compromised for for the remainder bring claire back she was good for that organization so has it been a worthwhile investment from Dalton? probably not probably too well, soon to say I'd say. yeah i'd say yeah. it's too soon to say because it's we're not that far into the whole thing let's be honest two years now yeah but i mean that's not a long in formula no it's not and the points have been better than they were under claire so, like well that's because we've had a change of regulations and well, yeah, but I also think it's a different driver. So it's interesting you're talking about like qualifying versus race pace. I would suggest George would really want to be quick in qualifying, and you said this a lot last year. It came to race pace. The car wasn't set up for it. Albon's probably the opposite. He wants to have a good crack in a race, and he knows that he can pass, and he's a decent enough driver mm-hmm. to be able to do that. So, you know, quality where he can do it, but, you know, race pace is probably where he's more focused. And you say George is the opposite. George wants to qualify and hold position. He doesn't really like the on-track stuff as much. Well, he's he, very he good at spinning this, people around. He doesn't have that <laughs> skill set where Albon's comfortable kind of moving through, going on to alternate strategies, those kind of things. So, Does it suggest that Albon is as good as George Russell? Because, I mean, last year we were talking about Latifi as doing very well against his teammate towards the back end of the mm. season. Mm. And we were saying that second year has done him wonders. We expected him to be much better in the third year. But is he one of these drivers that has just struggled to adapt to the new tyres, you know, and the way that these ground-effect cars work? Or is Albon just that good that he's as good as Russell? I think Albon's adaptable is his thing. Throw any situation, any kind of car scenario i think latifi is a bit needs everything to be in a row ready to go perfectly yeah and then he'll perform i think it's just a different team you know and i think because logan Sargent isn't necessarily bringing any capital with him right so they're getting him us of a us of a right (laughs) so he's bringing they're bringing some team support hopefully and but also he's not a terrible driver like him and f3 against oscar let's not forget there were some pretty decent battles back then so he hasn't really been in this. Yeah. He's not at the same level as Oscar. He just had decent battles. So at least if he gets in next year or if it's Jack, whatever, mm. there'll be, it's, they're trying to shed this pay driver mentality, right? Like it's like, okay, we don't need this anymore. We're not, you know, overtly getting drivers in who are bringing massive support. Well, you don't need the money you used to, right? Because of the cost caps. Was Sergeant and Oscar in the same team? Uh, I don't remember. I'm I feel honest. like 
Poor Chair was his in, main rival, though, wasn't it? I think they it? were maybe in Prema together in they F3. Were, yeah. yeah. I was at F3, I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but it is worth it, look. It's worthwhile watching those some highlights of Oscar um, in his F three and F two days because we will have to get excited about Oscar Piastri because he's going to be the only Australian on the grid next year, um, and he's already on this t shirt. Mm-hmm. So and if Jack is on in here too, that's Jack Brabham slash doing. Yes, <laughs> what's Jack Brabham doing? Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Alpha Tauri. Pierre Gasly finished in eleventh, uh, and Yuki Tsunoda got punted, as we said previously. Um, yeah, Danny Rick got his mojo back with that, uh, which was like. Oh, it's about bloody time for a washed driver. He's terrible, terribly washed. <laughs> I was trying to be optimistic in the group chat, and Jameson's like, washed. That's <laughs> like, cool. Terrible. We've finally got a potential Daniel exciting driver. No, washed. washed. He's a terribly washed driver. I only listen to Twitter for all of my opinions, and Twitter <laughs> thinks Daniel Ricciardo's washed, so they must be Fair correct. enough, I guess. So uh, let's listen to Twitter for all the all that's good in the world. Hang on a second. Twitter's just been bought. Oh, Twitter no, might no. be fixed, Campy. What do you reckon? Oh, how good's Musk? <laughs> <laughs> Just went in and sacked all the dickheads that work there. Love that. If I had that much money to, I'd do the same thing. You, you being a Musk fan I, is the least shocking thing I've ever heard. Honestly. Such an easy setup. I didn't know where it was going. But I just had a feeling. I, yeah. I might yeah. get Twitter now just for uh, That's what we need. Just, yeah. uh, <laughs> just, go, just so I can post things Follows like four Ivermectin people and it doesn't get banned. <laughs> Follows four people exclusively. Joe Rogan, Alan Jones, Andrew Bolt, and Donald Trump. I suppose that Elon Musk be five. Not Andrew Bolt. That was a... Oh, you heard it here first. Ooh. Ooh. Na- don't get on with your neighbour, mate. Uh, <laughs> Pierre Gasly. What I was going to say is it's interesting, Mark. Have you noticed how much he is now coming out and really showing his mind to this team? The frustrations oh. are absolutely there. He's done, mate. He's out of it, eh? It's, it's cool. It, I mean, on some levels, it's cool to see. Uh, what was I listening to? Maybe the race podcast were banging on about it last, last week about how he's not being professional, how he should be doing this and that. And I'm like, <sighs> no, this is good. Yeah. Like, he's been like the company man for so long. They've been putting him in the corner for so long. Yeah. Finally growing his spine to a degree now that he's on, on the way out. He doesn't have to care about what's going on with our team anymore. So I actually like this. This makes him more compelling. And from my perspective, yeah. Campy, he needs to be out of the bin for this. Because he's speaking his mind. Look. You I'll, like that. Look. The very first podcast, the very first time we spoke about Gasly, I said I didn't rate him. And that was his debut into the big team. I said I didn't rate him. He's not going to perform. He's going to be so bad. And he was. He proved me right. Arguably, he was fine. He's getting beaten by Sonoda this year, the back half of the year. It's absolutely killed him. He's just not that, he's not that good. He'll get beaten by Ocon next year. Guarantee it. Well, oh, Whipping boy. Whip, whip, whipping boy. Beat. Use the short one, thank you. <laughs> um, you think oh. Ocon is going to beat? Yeah, absolutely. I don't wow. Know. Do no. we want to wager some kind of bet on this? Yeah, I'll put or... a hundo on it. <laughs> Not a hundo, I think like a payoff for the for the listener. Yeah. Well, what do you want me to do? If I th- I... Maybe some kind of beanie-related thing. Yeah, maybe like not wear a beanie for, uh, I don't know, a, a month of episodes or something. Well, how about you get rid of that shit and grin that you come with every week? <laughs> <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> Can't help himself. Straight back to smile or no smile. What do you want? I feel cornered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about Alfa Romeo. Valtteri Bottas finishing in 10th and Joe Guan Yu finishing in 13th. Valtteri Bottas was bloody on it. Yes, the Ferrari power unit's having massive problems, it seems, at this altitude, but he was having none of that nonsense. It's had, it's had a massively bad run 
basically since Canada. I think he hasn't scored a point. Um, and that was about four or five years ago at this point from where we <laughs> yeah. are in the season. But Tommy T, he, he was managing to get towards the front. I mean, finishing in 10th is probably not where he should have been, but he was fighting those Ferraris for a while too. I think the the point was raised on Freya's podcast. Maybe he's just decided that he wants to drive for Audi. And he's got his he's mojo realized, back and he's yes. like, okay, Sauber, you're taking over. Okay, this is interesting. Uh, Saudi, Saudi sorry. thank you. <laughs> here on, that was good. From here on, that was good. You listened that you. part of the podcast, <laughs> but I think I don't know. I'm joking, obviously. I don't think that he's thinking that far into the future. But maybe this team has some upside now, and he's where he might have been thinking about hanging it up or switching. He's like, okay, there's some invested interest. This team is on the way up. Mm. Maybe it's worth sticking around. I don't know. He just felt like. Tapped out. Like, he just didn't care, did he? He zoned out. He was like, uh, this car's not really going anywhere. It's not developing like I thought it would. And was just kind of going through the motions, it felt like. Yeah, which is a shame, though, because he'd had such a bad luck of runs uh, for the last couple of years when he was at Mercedes. And, you know, we were saying for 2020... 2021, I can't remember which year it was, like, this is the year. Campy oh. was like, this is the like this year whole for Valtteri Bottas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was a shame because he's a great dude. Uh, he's even got his Oath gin is now on the side, you notice? It's on his helmet. Yeah. It's going to be Oath, Sauber, Formula One team until Audi then take it over yeah. between when like Alfa Romeo leave and, and that starts. Uh, but yes, Saudi, let's just get your opinions on it because we haven't yet spoken about it. Mark, what do you think about the worst kept se- one of many worst kept secrets this year? I mean, yeah, to your point, <laughs> one of the worst kept secrets. So, yeah, it's not surprising. But, I mean, coming back to VP just just quickly, I mean, he was kind of getting beaten there for a little bit by Joe mm-hmm. for the last five, six races. I was kind of wondering, like, are we seeing the end of VP here to a degree? But this random performance, it felt very random. Like, he was almost, he was beating the Ferraris at points. And then uh, for, to have this performance, okay, to fall back to 10th is a little bit annoying because I was kind of hoping he'd score good points. But it was just, like, kind of reflective to Tommy's point that maybe this dude still has some some, mm. some juice in him. And that's kind of what I want to see. he started the season really well. Yeah, he yeah, did. He he did. It was amazing. Really good qualifying, really good races. Yeah. So. And he was, like, leading laps ahead of George. And we were all like, yes, mm. suck it. That's yeah. that's the vibe. Yeah. But, but, First points in 10 races too, so yeah. it's a long time. Definitely. But coming back to the Audi thing, like, it, it is cool. Like, I, I've always wanted them to be in the sport. I've, I'm like, for whatever reason, I just have an affinity to Audi. What this actually means and will be our VB actually be there to, to enjoy the fruits of it? Probably probably not. I mean, 2026 is still a while away, but I'm hopeful that this is actually going to be a cool initiative for, for the sport. I don't know how involved they're going to be, how much control they're going to have, all that sort of stuff. Obviously, time will tell, but hopefully it's a good thing. Mm. Well, the thing is that now leaves McLaren and uh, Williams is the only teams that aren't constructors teams anymore. This they're independent and they get their uh, customer teams to Mercedes. So, I think it's a good thing for the sport. I think I think what we need now is we need Porsche to come in on the back of it too, and as well, Who? Porsche, Porsche. Thank so, you. <laughs> so I, I say Porsche too, Campy. But so. I think it I'm must be nice if I'd be wrong. <laughs> Oh, we're in Australia. Talk properly, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> no, it's good for the sport, but it opens up. I think I think we're at the stage now we can expand that grid now that Audi's on there yeah. because now we've got what seven works manufacturers or Aston Martin. They're not they're, they're in that Mercedes category as well, but they'll be looking to build their own motors too. So, you know, now we can start to expand in the sport a bit more. We've got another constructor and get some more cars on the grid, which I think we'll all be looking forward to. The problem with that is you don't want. You don't want another team just to come in and have the gaps or the speed discrepancy from the top to the bottom like we've got between the top three teams at the moment and the rest of them. So I think changing the rules up for 2026, taking the MGUH out of the car, I think I think we'll get some genuine, you know, less of a Constantina effect across the whole field. Yeah, there is also some chat, interestingly, talking about people coming in and out. I mentioned on Frey's podcast, but Andretti is still bloody keen on getting involved in Formula One. Um, there is some conversation now that Dietrich is no longer with us that Alpha Tauri will be sold because why have two Formula One teams if you're not going to rely on a junior driver program? Yuki Tsunoda is absolutely not driving for Red Bull Racing uh, and Gasly's gone and they've brought in a Mercedes junior driver to be in the Red Bull junior team. So there's potentially some openings there for Porsche to potentially buy Alpha Tauri for Andretti maybe to get involved in that as well. Uh, but I think you're right. Just the more teams, the better mm. at this point. I would love to see a couple more other you know teams on the grid, maybe two more teams on the grid. Who would you want to come back or come to it for the first time? Like a Toyota? Toyota would be great. Like, if they you should. think of how big they that is. The, they make the best cars in the world, hands down. As a manufacturer of motor vehicles, that is the biggest I yeah. can think of. Yeah, yep. it's yep. huge. No, I think that's a really good shout. I think Toyota and Andretti, I think, uh, and Porsche, if if they buy AlphaTauri or buy into someone else, mm. that would probably be a good vibe. But, um, yeah, I, look, I mean, it's, it's good news. I think this, the summary is good news. Yeah. We don't know what exactly is going to happen, as you say. The engine's going to be built in Germany, though, so that's exciting. So a whole new power unit manufacturer will be will be interesting to see because then Aston Martin can go, you know what, Mercedes is not interested in buying your, mm. your stuff anymore. I'm going to go somewhere else. Yep. Um, and it throws a bit of jeopardy Oy. into the market. Well, I think because you'd argue that Alpha has just been a kind of a sticker they've thrown right at. There's nothing yeah. really Alpha Romeo about it. Yeah. They're a title sponsor, really, if you think yeah, about it. The car does consistently break down as much. <laughs> 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 So I think fits that narrative quite nicely there. At yeah, least we're moving towards someone who is going to invest in like an Audi slash Volkswagen group. Yeah. That's yeah. a huge, mighty car company that has something to prove in that space. They do very well in other categories. Why not now take it to the biggest category there is in the best, the pinnacle of motorsport? That's a very and well said thing. point. <laughs> and the other thing. Are you on okay? TikTok, Zeke? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the other thing too it's is just also that it's just the corner in the back. I don't know if the camera can probably see your face, so it's <laughs> just going to be like me. just this curly hair talking yeah. up and down, or just zoom straight in on the back of your head. That's going to great content. <laughs> Put that on TikTok, Zeke. Just that bit. Goodness me. The other question I've got is <laughs> when we're talking about Porsche, is the VW Group going to have two manufacturers under that umbrella? Mm. Yeah. Or as Porsche said, or, or will they do that or not? Yeah, that, no, they've well, said that the, the CEOs of each relevant company are yes. happy to go and do what, like That's the cool. overall, the parent companies, like you do what you want. Love that. What about a US manufacturer, just quickly? That would be interesting, Chevy. especially. It GM. Wouldn't be, I think it'd be Ford, surely. Tesla. I guarantee Tesla would do better than the Formula E. No, but Elon Musk doesn't want anything to do with motorsport. Yeah. He's made that pretty clear. I don't know. I, I think it'd be interesting to see an American manufacturer because, A, that's buying. Do you remember when we used to care about supercars? It was because they were cars built in Australia that our dads drove. 
Yes. Like, honestly. Yeah. So if there's a manufacturer that is aligned to the US market, yeah. everyone has an F-150. Everyone has a Raptor. Everyone drives Fords. You're not wrong, actually. Like, honestly, that yeah, is right. that is the, the most so iconic right. kind of manufacturer. That is a good way to get the American market on board. Ford, US, if you're listening, Tommy T is uh, on fire it's today. A little 1%. <laughs> I'll He's happy it. to be yeah. your... I don't, you could be a great team principal, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Because he'd be jealous of you the entire time, and that would be worth its weight in gold. Jealous. Here we go. He might actually live up to his thing of actually punching it someone behind the scenes. And... I just want free shit, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy, get me... Get back. me a Raptor. No, get me get, a Raptor. Get me lock passes lock to the good section of the Grand Prix. Ah, mate, you may, maybe... Maybe you just... do scrub up well, though. To be fair to you, mm. I have seen you in a suit this year. I mean, it was your wedding, but you still <laughs> scrub. I know you had to put in some effort for it, but you scrub up quite nicely. You do without a beanie. I was, I was just going to ask: Did you wear a beanie at your wedding? No, it was oh, very disconcerting. Yeah. That's why I wasn't allowed to post any imagery from it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a censorship ban, a media blackout. Yeah, for it was. I wear, I wear, like I wear suits more often than I, you know. Then you right. do. It is not wear suits. I have the same as you, though. It's three, either three days a week at the moment. It's either dressed wow. up or not suits, but like a jacket. That's a suit for me. <laughs> <laughs> a blazer. Jesus, podcast blazer. really took a turn. Let's talk about Alpine. Uh, Fernando Alonso. Uh, firstly, his P seven got restored for the US Grand Prix, which was the correct decision. Good. Um, so well done. What do you mean, what? I'm, I'm sticking with my... This is another thing Fro pointed out that you were wrong about. Yeah, yeah. well, Fro can shut up. The short one. Uh, the only short one I've got is this. No, look, uh, I just I feel sorry for Haas. The way they've been treated this year for those black and orange flags... I know the the sequence of the events and how they played out and they protested too late and stuff. It didn't meet the right criteria, but hey, we want consistency when it comes across the sport. And if Haas are getting shit canned three or four times this year for it and Alpine are not, well then... I, I think won't. you'd argue, though, doing it after the race is finished when it's... Well, they should have done it during the race. Well, that's 100%. right. So and that's, we've got shit stewards and shit race directors. Yeah. Just like we had last year. Inconsistency. I like Michael Massey. He wasn't that shit except for that last race. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only being nice because we want him on the podcast. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, like, just get it right. But that's where I stand just on Just get it right is very easy yeah. retroactively. I think the issue was the retro- doing it after the race is pointless because it's no longer a safety issue because the car's parked yeah. in a container. Who cares? Yeah. No, I think it's the right decision. They they changed it. Anyway, his, uh, he was driving on five cylinders for a couple of laps and then, was like, and then she went, bye. Yeah. Uh, which was the radio call, what a season, man, what yeah. a season. Fernando going full Annette Fernando f- about that kind of stuff. Uh, well, he, he changed teams without telling his boss, so he's, yeah. got, he's got <laughs> a role to play in that season too. Yeah, but I mean, that's again, we, we like that. We like Gasly calling out Alpha Tauri. We like Fernando going, guys, if you want me to actually like us to finish ahead of McLaren, you have to have some reliability here. And Alpine just is struggling with that. As much as McLaren's not doing well in a straight line, at least it's holding itself together internally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for, for Ocon finishing in eighth, Fernando was schooling Ocon. As always. As always. As always. Yeah. So uh, it's no real surprise that that ended up happening. But yeah, Alpine as a whole. What do we think about the Alpine and McLaren uh, battle? There's only two races to go. They still could, either one of them could get up uh, on top of each other. Mark, who do you reckon's going to get it? Well, I mean, Alpine should. 
but it's just a reliability issue at this point. Like they're clearly the better car. They're clearly, again, not to offend the DR listeners, but they clearly got the better package in terms of two drivers at the moment. They should be the team that finishes ahead of McLaren, but for whatever reason, this is still a competition. So maybe maybe it's just because of the reliability they issues. They don't have that, the drivers. Uh, they've got the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Fernando, Fernando, Fernando. What are you talking about? Fernando. Wow. Why, he, why don't you like Fernando? James and I have always liked Fernando. Unbelievable. Like Fernando. When, when he was announced Fernando. to come back to the sport, Tommy T and I were like so excited. Former drivers who were past yep. their prime coming back. Being everyone you, else. You were like, nah, it. only yeah. young, exclusively anyway. young drivers. Anyway, anyway moving on. <laughs> you two are trying to rewrite history. You just like the rest of the... Here we go. Here we go. I'm not going there. <laughs> I think... To be honest, both those... T- <laughs> Look, Zeke's done. The great thing is he also doesn't have headphones, so he can't have the added value of this. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> Alpine and McLaren are both disappointing. Both yeah, those teams yeah, yeah. are just fundamentally disappointing this year. And Alpine, 153 points. McLaren, 146. Mercedes, who are in third, 447. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, come, and, but then again, Alfa Romeo, 53. So it's like... Oh, it's just ridiculous yeah. spread. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's it's a it's a bit interesting. Maybe let's be honest. If there's no issues for that Alpine for the next two races, they should they, sh- they should be fourth. They should. Yeah. They should. They should. And then that, look, this has probably been the low key disappointment of this season is the fact that that midfield has been kind of bad this year. Like obviously, Max and Red Bull have dominated, but like what made last season appealing apart from Lewis and Max was the fact that there was. You know, four, five, six legitimately good, uh, six legitimately good cars out there. Whereas yeah. now, to your point, you just rough the scores. It's kind of like McLaren or or Alpine is one of them is going to finish fourth, one of them is going to finish fifth because the rest are just terrible. So, yeah. but to your point, yeah, Alpine should finish fourth, but will they? I, I don't. There's no reason to trust this organization. So <laughs> who knows? McLaren yeah. will suck in the Middle East, whatever the last race is, because they just got no. Yas Marina. Yeah, Yas Queen Marina. They got, you they got that. no straight line no speed. Yeah. So it'll be one of those monster type races where they got they can hang on if they're in a train, but if they're in front of that train, they'll just get eaten up. And then we got, they'll look at, I suppose, uh, Brazil will be the equalizer between the two of them. But mm-hmm. I we, think I think Alpine goes into the last two races with a better package for both of them than they should. Which is why I thought today seventh was the win almost for that. Out of those two teams, mm. seventh is the best on offer because you're nowhere near points, yep. speed. Yep. Like the best you can do each week, unless something goes wrong, is seventh. Yep. So yep. for Daniel to get to there and beat the other ones was exactly well, Let's what talk about Daniel. Seventh for him, uh, Lando Norris in ninth. Uh, really good strategy for a change for McLaren. Shocked. <clears throat> Massively yep. shocked. Love that. Quite honestly. Uh, but it's good. He put the soft tire on and it was the right call and he actually had some grip. When he has grip, he has confidence. And when he has confidence, funnily yeah. enough, he can start pulling out some results. So I think it says to a bit to about his struggles this year too with the tyres. He's just found the tyres so inconsistent all year. So we go to a track like Mexico mm. where the degradation is minimal and the track's a really nice track to drive, hence why he's done so well this weekend mm. because the tyres did what he wanted them to do. Well, so. I think George made the point, and I think he was right, they went a step harder than they probably should have. They were a bit too conservative. Yeah. Well, they're always too conservative. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to your point, like, Daniel set up the race to get on the sauce because of what he did on the mediums first. The fact that he went, what, 45, 46 yeah. laps or whatever it was, like, that enabled him to get onto the sauce, which obviously enabled him to get up into that seventh position. So mm-hmm. And had so, the choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, that 
early stint, or it's not not even an early stint because he went bloody three quarters of the race almost on that mm. one tire. Like that's why he got into this position. So props to DR for doing this. It feels like a win. Yeah, it feels like like after the race, I kind of felt like Monza all over again. Like that's how I felt after yeah. watching this thing. Yeah. And if you squint hard enough, like a seven kind of looks <laughs> like a one. True. If Good you just point. tilt it a little bit, mm. it kind of looks like a one depending on the font you use. So yeah. this <laughs> this feels like a W. That's it. That's the end of the podcast. Thanks so much for listening, Danny Rick One. We're, we're starting to sound a bit like Perez a few years ago. I was going to memory. Yeah, this is that so circuit. Yeah, Great yeah, result for Danny Rick, and I bloody love you, mate. But. Fuck it, I ain't a win. <laughs> also, charge less for your helmets in Australian. You owe me a beer, mate. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was good. Good that Lando let him go. It's nice that they both said it, came out and said, you know, we spoke about this beforehand. There was no, like, that was just the D. And so for DR to be in that position, Lando go, yep, no worries, off you go. Uh, and Team points. Lando had that to, mm-hmm. Although the, at that safety car potential when it oh. when it came up, I was like, oh, if, mm. if Nando has parked this oh. in a bad spot, but he didn't. Yeah, prop to, the stu- prop to the uh, marshals, they wheeled that thing off super fast. Perfect yep. use of the VSC. That is exactly what it should exactly. be for. Yeah, if it's anything more than that, full safety car, please, because yep. th- we sit in VSC for however long, and we go in this limbo of like Delta, yeah. and then they put and a then they put a safety on. car out three laps later, useless. Absolutely Do a full right. one unless it's something like this where there's a clear objective, there's no debris to get rid of. Spot on. Yep, yep. that's great for DR, uh, driver of the day as well. He needs that after Austin because that was woeful for no, him. Made some great moves too. Yeah, it's DR of old. Like seriously, mm. getting well, like some we, confidence. We know the car had pace on the on the on the on the softs on the reds, but like even some of those straights that like. Like, you can still see the deficiency in that car and how shit it is on a straight. Like you're struggling to pass Bottas at times, you know. It was like, this is frustrating along the straight with DRS. So, what was good for me was that, like, he still got that racecraft and he can still make those moves in a car that, yes, it's shit on, you know, but he makes up for it everywhere else because of his, his drivability of the car on this track this weekend. I mean, Austin was woeful. Mm. His race pace was, like, a sec- 1.2 seconds slower than what... Than what Lando's was, and like, how do you, like as a driver, where do you try and find it? that? That to me says there's something wrong with the car fundamentally. Well, we know there is. Yeah, he, for so. him, and he said that since race one last year. Yep, he's felt you know uncomfortable in the car. He points it somewhere, and it doesn't go where he's pointing it. Like that's a pretty bad thing yeah. when you're a Formula One. And driver. You can do something over one lap. But over a race distance against, like, trying to keep the tyres in the optimum realms and stuff. Yeah. But that shows, like you were saying last week in terms of, um, what? Optimum realms yes. is all amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Just spot on. Optimum it. operating. Nah, realms no is realms. Yeah. Stick with it. You, you were going for range, weren't you? So good. You were going for range, but you went with realms in the end. <laughs> I, like, I prefer there's realms. There's DC, better. there's Marvel, and then there's Campy's realm. That's <laughs> scary. I think, I think the listeners know that I can't talk at the time. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I was like, you stumbled on something brilliant. I like it. It's like driving into the summer. Saw that, <laughs> saw that in a comment in Discord this morning. So I had a good. <laughs> the weird little lexicon we've created <laughs> within like sites. And you've put it somewhere. That somewhere is it in these notes? Yeah, I keep putting it at the very, very bottom, I think. There's yeah. a lot. Breaking at ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Smell of an oily rag, but hey, that's motorsports. Well, Who doesn't go into three <laughs> on the shag? On the shag. What's your favourite, Mark? But hey, it's motorsports. <laughs> I was going to bring that up if you didn't. So Every time. That's my favourite one. Oh, that's great. I didn't realise that was down there on this note. Uh, outstanding content. Contracts aren't worth the money they're written on. <laughs>
Just spot on. Oh, done some of those on purpose. I love oh, it. Yeah, you, you have. Very well, the car on the grid, grid on the car. Yeah, yeah. Well, you did the first time you messed it up, and then you've lent into it. It's Campion. Big fan know, of it. Campy sayings. Uh, Ferrari. Who? Yeah. Who? They huh? were shit. Yeah. They were, no. Com- like, considering what we've seen all year, we know they're slower than the Red Bulls, but their pace this weekend was disgusting. They were like a full minute and ten behind... You know, the the Mercedes, which when you compare last week to this week, that is mind-boggling to lose that much. I don't know if it's just the engine or it's just a specific weekend, but they were shit. Yeah. Uh, Charles said in the the pen afterwards, we weren't as fast as the cars in front of us, but we were pretty fast compared to the cars behind us. So it was just Carlos and I like... Mm. Honestly, yeah. That's it. Just doing nothing else. That Ferrari Enzo, right, Zeke? Yep. (laughs) Uh, let's get going. Mercedes, uh, Hamilton finishing in second, and Mercedes getting some pace about themselves now. Russell in fourth. Uh, Russell has inherited the complaining button about tyres from Lewis Hamilton because he was on the radio constantly whinging about his tyres. He's English, English. that's what they're known for, whinging bombs. Just frustrating. Just get on with it, mate. Like, you can't pit. They kept saying, like, trust in the team and the data that they've got. Uh, But anyway, Lewis Hamilton. Now, he is a Brazilian citizen now. I think he was granted this year honorary citizenship with Brazil because he's a massive following there for the many, many years that he's uh, raced there, and he loves that country. So this is actually technically going to a home race for him next weekend. Uh, and Mercedes cool. are getting some pace about them. Do you think, lads, generally, that Mercedes is going to have enough pace and Hamilton's going to have a home crowd advantage to get him, which we all know is worth five or six seconds a lap, um, <laughs> factually proven probably, to, to actually <laughs> challenge Max and Sergio? I, I want to say yes, but I can't. There's, there's, no, there's no way we can say yes. Like Objectively, they've been getting better. And every part of me as a Lewis fan wants to say, yes, he can win this race. I, I want him to win a race this year, but if we're being logical about it, there's no reason for us to think that they're actually going to win. Oh, if they have a real chance at this, maybe he'll prove us wrong. Maybe it's the uh, the whole Brazilian aspect will add an extra tenth or two. But um, at the moment, we, we can't we can't put that in the bank. I feel like this was the race to do it. This was like the last of, of the last three. This was the race where they were going to have the most advantage. Based on setup, based on the car, I feel like this was their chance to do it and they didn't get it done. I think he can beat Checo, but beating Max in that Red Bull, especially around, like, that Red Bull, Brazil is made for that Red Bull. Uh, so, that that car this year. So, I can't see him winning there. Yas Marino. No. I'd like to him to. I'm with Mark. Uh, he's had a... F- I'd love like, to see him get a win. The yeah. way that Mercedes... can't believe we're saying that as a think about Think about <laughs> where we were at with Mercedes at the start of the year. Oh, yeah. Clearly, the like, fourth, McLaren was probably better than the first, yeah. you know, not after race one, but after five races, that you know, McLaren was clearly the third best car. By four races before the uh, before the mid-season break, we were like, this took 10 races. What an organisation to come back to where they are. They had a really solid purple patch where I think they got, what, six or seven podiums on the straight and some bad luck happened. But for me, I think Hamilton behind that wheel is like, they're working hard and they're, that organisation's great. I think they'll be back better than Ferrari next year and hopefully <laughs> it'll be a Red Bull V Mercedes. They're potentially better than Ferrari this year when you look at it. 487 well, to 447. Yeah. That's 40 point points. Deficit. It's not much. Not a, <laughs> after last night, to go. too. Yeah. I oh, mean, and Ferrari have had some uh, issues this year when, when it comes to reliability, too. I doubt that is going to go well in Brazil for that Ferrari engine. 
Well, it's 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 a high. Um, it's not it? as high as this, but it's still high. Yeah, it's, yeah. So they could struggle. And the heat and all those kind of factors, the Ferrari did not like it, did it? No, Interesting. We just know Mercedes as a unit is has processes in place. It knows how to win. You know, I think Toto is pushing that car towards the front of the grid. Probably not this year. Certainly next year. I I think we talk about like. Red Bull level of fast over the Ferrari level of fast because they'll be working out what Red Bull's doing. They've got an epic team, an epic factory back in the UK to, yep. to do it. So I think, yep, I mean, this has obviously been a year where they well, they can't win now because Red Bull has dominated. But for next year, it's good. And we want that, right? We don't want Definitely. Max to run away with four on the trot before we get into 2026 regulations. Yep. Um, home racer Sergio Perez talked about Red Bull. Of course, Max Verstappen won. But uh, every time Checo went around the circuit, wherever the Mexican fans would stand up and, and cheer him on, it was so good to see. Uh, as you said earlier on, better than the Dutch Grand Prix and the Dutch fans. Yeah, awesome. I think Checo to get third on the podium is good. I think he probably should have got second with the car that it's underneath him, but Chase Hamilton's good behind that wheel. But, yeah, I mean, the crowd was awesome this weekend. Like, even afterwards in that stadium section. Yes. Ah. Cracking, absolutely cracking, cracking. You a Martin Garrix fan? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell, Tommy. <laughs> I know who he is. He's a DJ, right? Correct. Spot on. Oh, you you do get pop culture, see? Yeah. Yeah, you know the people you are. Hey, DJs. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to the list saw, of people. I saw David Guetta once, though. Did some fist pumping. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's a visual. On the, goal, <laughs> on the goal coast. I was muzzing off. I was awesome. I short time legs out. I was just about to say. Just I've got like this image of you over uh, Christmas holidays. Wow. <laughs> That is a visual. Just shorts on and that bag thing around you. you yeah. You know, the thing that wear. Bag. I'm sorry if you lost, listener. <laughs> Visualizing that. In it. Uh, <laughs> is that what they're for? Oh, what else are they for? What else are they carrying? Keeping around? your devices safe and secure oh, and waterproof. Uh, yeah. Good, great. Cool. Daddy Checo was there. He smiled a lot and held a Mexican flag. It's the content we were wanted all weekend. At least he got a podium. Uh, for Checo. All right, let's now move to our... Still, I mean, you're just standing there in silence with no headphones on, but it's still bloody great. It's still it really good a lot. Uh, Mexican Grand Prix, all right, it's working this time. Uh, so apologies. I am going to read out some of the names from the US Grand Prix. Uh, just the whole thing broke. I could, it just would not refresh anything, and I couldn't see who was involved. Uh, so 160 people. Uh, okay, first up, uh, do I get merch if I win this? Jess Q, yes, <laughs> you do. Yes, I do. Love that. Uh, all signs point to Carlos, Louise B. Gasly is better than Herbert. Uh, Byron H., well, yeah, I guess so. Uh, Checo... Slovakia, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Kieran W. Oh hey, I'm oh hey, I'm Ricardi Barbie. Steen N, very good. Uh, Campy's tin foil sombrero. <laughs> <LBS>. <laughs> That's a good addition. Uh, Day of the DR, LFG, yeah. Kelly W, Alonso. 
which is very good from, from you, Nathan D. Uh, Tim Cook wondering what he's doing here. Michael S. <laughs> Rebel Catering. Matt J. Horsey McCorse has better horsepower than McLaren. Haley H. Make very the good. LSD intro music into mariachi style. Nicholas H. We didn't have time. <laughs> yeah, Zeke. Uh, yeah, Zeke, what else are you doing with the other stuff that you do with your life? Uh, got my ironing done. Paul W. Horsey McCorse, Kate P. And can we still call it the Austin? Uh, can we still call Austin the USGP, Sandy? Oh, very with, good, Sam. With the four million other US races. Who knows? Um, top three in the race, that's no, not correct because I haven't Texas updated it. Texas is the country. I get it. <laughs> yep. That should be the Texas GP, I know. Yeah, the, the Texas Grand Prix next of, Yeah, the, the, the best Republic. country in the world, according to this podcast. Uh, Maybe they'll give you, like... Uh, They'll donate you citizenship. Like donate Hamilton, you citizenship? Like they did to, <laughs> to Lewis. I forgot my words. <laughs> but they did. To Ted Cruz is my boy. You could make that happen. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Candy's beer. There is only one place where that guy belongs. Uh, well, look, that's Shit it. Texan size is the best. <laughs> is that like an Instagram? Oh, it's the best. Okay, you don't great. have Instagram, yeah. though. How do you YouTube. engage with that? Shit Texans don't say that. Okay, great. Well, that's it for this episode. Uh, A massive thank you to Mark K for joining us. Thank you, guys. Uh, It's been a pleasure having you on. Lads, thank you. Thank you. Listener, watcher. Uh, Again, do what you want. Don't care. Subscribe, don't subscribe. (laughs) Review, don't review. Whatever. I want James to have his wet dream. Go subscribe to YouTube, please. It's only a couple more. No, that's it. Do for, it. But that's it for episode. Uh, this episode, Freya will be back uh, on Friday again. Uh, we're also previewing the Brazilian Grand Prix next week ahead of the Brazilian Grand Prix. It's going to be good. Uh, yeah, do what you want. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> what a note to end on. <laughs> <laughs>